720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. It's 250. Our conversation every Tuesday with Howard Tolman is sponsored by CareerVision.org. Oh, my gosh, so much to talk about, Howard. Uh, last huh. week, uh, we, we followed you with Robert Sherman as well, who maybe you heard a part of. He's no, in Tel Aviv. Yeah, and I, that's... I know I know Robert from uh, you know my days uh, with Net News and things, so... He's a terrific guy. I'm. I'm just uh, praying for everybody's safety over there right now. Yeah. And I would imagine that you have, since you taught at Tel Aviv University, you have people you love, people you care about there. For sure, for sure. And, and by the way, I mean, you know, there's just no question that uh, this is going to be an awful, complicated, and ugly thing. And I don't know. I don't even begin to to know how to think about the hostages, but I'm. I'm, in a way, I'm glad that Biden is going. And uh, on the other hand, I hope he's safe and that it's a sensible thing. You know, if the truth be known, he would do better to probably go directly to Qatar or to uh, Egypt or someplace like that. And be, he'd probably be safer. But I'm sure he wants to show the flag in Israel. So, yeah. and on a similar note, I'm very glad that Brandon uh, came to his senses and isn't going to tour four cities in Texas or something. And learn about migrants. There's plenty to learn about migrants, but I think you can do it right here in our backyard. Yeah, and I think the war in Israel has something to do with that decision, don't you? That it would look so odd for him to be going to the border when, as you said, he can get done what he needs to get done right here on the streets of Chicago. You know, what's what's so crazy today, the Sun-Times reported that these uh, flights that are, you know, continuing to come, they're not even, you know, uh, the flights and the buses which are showing up all night. It, there was supposed to be a curfew at 11 o'clock, but they're showing up all night. These are being paid for by FEMA, uh, you know, in these states. So federal money is shipping them to make it our problem instead of their problem because they want to get it off their plate. I, The whole thing is, uh, it's just so sad. And I, I have the greatest sympathy, frankly, for all the people in this city who we didn't look at, you know, didn't look after. And now we're going to spend, I don't know, a hundred, two hundred million dollars looking after the migrants. And these people are all saying, what about me? And I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just can't understand uh, what's going on with this stuff. Plus, you know, I thought and I wrote that the tent cities were ridiculous in Chicago winters. But the amazing thing is they haven't gotten anything started at all. They're still uh, exploring. So unbelievable. But we signed a contract for $30 million, correct? Yeah. Yeah, from the people that uh, their last principal responsibility was working with DeSantis to move people from Texas and Florida up to the northern cities. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. We, anyway. we have issues in our communities, in our city, in our world, and it's so easy to not be able to consume it all because it's overwhelming. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I think that you have to have a strategy about that. And... You know, I'm lucky my dog gets up at five so I can watch and read for about an hour or so. And then I figure out I have to live a normal life. After that. <laughs> and so, you know, but if you don't compartmentalize it, you can spend your whole day on this, any part of this that you want. And uh, it's unending. And, you know, it's not it's not particularly useful. Yeah. Howard Tolman is a general managing partner with G2T3V and an entrepreneur, Chicago guy, well-known. And his article that we usually talk about every Tuesday is on Inc.com. It's called, Is Your Startup Stuck? How to Get Real About Restructuring. 
And it yeah, is and I, hard. But isn't it hard for CEOs and entrepreneurs to stay focused as well? Well, it, it is. But look, the whole point of that article is, you know, we're we're so focused on work from home and we're so focused on these other things. I mean, the truth is, you know, 10 or 15 years have passed for some of these companies that were bright, shiny startups in Chicago that have done OK. But it's but, you know, the the calendar is working against them now. And a lot of the people who bought into the entrepreneurial Kool-Aid uh, are looking around and saying, you know, they're being asked to sign up for more years of waiting, hoping that something will come true for their company. And they're looking around at all the guys they laughed at who took, you know, consulting jobs and banking jobs. And those guys aren't worried about how they're going to pay for their kids' college. You know, if you're at a startup and you don't know whether it's going to be around next year, that's a pretty scary prospect. And, you know, we're going to just see a whole nother migration of people saying, I can't do this any longer. It's not fair to my family and it's not uh, the life I want to live. And, you know, Chicago had an extraordinary startup community. And now we're, you know, this is another of these things that's coming home to roost. What about startups that involve artificial intelligence, AI? Well, that's uh, that's right. You know, that's roughly equivalent to the famous, you know, uh, dot-com craziness, which is to say that, uh, you know, there's always a new shiny object, and, and AI is sucking down enormous amounts of money, betting on companies that nobody has any idea whether they're real or not, and on teams that, uh, you know, in some cases are brand-new teams. But that's the fresh new thing. Nobody wants to look over your shoulder and see that the 20 or 30 <clears throat> investments you have that are waiting and going a little bit sideways. And uh, so, yeah. So AI is uh, interesting. You couldn't convince me that it's a business yet for 90% of the business plans that I've seen. But, you know, we'll see. And uh, that's just another one of these cases where, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars are going to be spent for things that nobody really knows uh, what's going to come out the other end. And Howard, one last Chicago issue. I'm going to have a conversation with Deborah Witzberg, Chicago's Inspector General, after 3 o'clock. More than 1,000 COVID-19 relief loans went to city employees, and it appears that many of them were fraudulent. From you know, cops to... Let me, ju- let me just say on that, and by the way, uh, you know, we, all, we often talk about where's Rom. Rom is coming back to town, so I'm excited. We'll have a chance to see, and maybe we'll get him to call into your show at some point. He'll be here the 23rd of October. He's doing a talk with some... Uh, he's the moderator on a talk uh, for the city, city council, I think, or city club or something okay. on startups. But in any event, I think that it's disgusting, and what I can't believe is they're breaking, you know, the mayor's, you know, back and they're picking on the, you know, the uh, the city treasurer. Meantime, Tony Preckwinkle, the largest number of these people all work for Cook County. I mean, it's in the it's in the hundreds and hundreds and nobody says a word about her. It's like, Tony, where have you been? And I mean, I like her as a person, but I mean, I just think this is the grossest kind of negligence that all kinds of members of her staff in all kinds of departments took down these loans and these are loans that didn't have to be repaid and the money clearly was taken out of the pockets of people who really needed it it's disgusting mm-hmm. absolutely we'll talk about that coming up thank you for joining us Howard. all right thanks lisa take care howard tolman general managing partner with g2t3v and an entrepreneur entrepreneur big chicago guy most interesting guy in this town i think hey steve's news is next from the northwestern medicine newsroom On air.